Hey there, I'm Ethan, and I'm broadcasting from Planet Spook all by my lonesome today. Unfortunately, Lindsay was unavailable to join us, but that's okay, because we're still going to bring you a really special episode. In fact, we compiled a list of our top summer horror films, and originally it was going to be five, and then it was going to be ten, and then it turned turned into 15 and and here we are. So this is going to be a list of our top 15 picks of the very best summer horror films. We chose the wettest, the stickiest, the bloodiest movies that make essential viewing for this summer season. Now, we will continue our series on found footage. In just a few short weeks, there were some glitches in the atmosphere that messed with our transmissions, but fear not. Uh, Lindsay and I have plenty of creepy content coming your way. If you want to stay up to date with us, give us a follow on Instagram at Planet Spook. And remember, you can write to us there with ideas for future episodes. And I thought it would be a good idea to collect your paranormal stories and experiences so that we can talk about them on air. So if you have a story that you'd like to feature on the podcast, hit us up, Planet Spook, slide in those DMs and let us know, and we'd be happy to discuss them on air. Now, without further ado, let me present our top 15 summer horror must-watches. Coming in at number 15. This film hails all the way from Australia, way back in 2003, and it was actually based on true events, which makes it so much more scary. I'm talking about Open Water. Open Water is a 2003 film that follows a couple on a scuba diving trip gone horribly, horribly wrong. The pair must fight for their lives when their tour boat strands them in shark-infested waters. No big deal. It happens. The, the isolation and the hopelessness of their situation just makes this all the more effective. There's a real sense of mounting dread as the film progresses. And although the film is very bare bones, the production is very minimalistic. It's essentially two people in the water for the whole movie. It's such a scary concept that is only intensified when you remember that this actually happened. It's based on Tom and Eileen Lonergan. They were stranded by their tour boat in 1998 when they were scuba diving off the coast of the Great Barrier Reef. Um, and it's really gnarly. The tour company didn't even realize that they were missing until like two days after the fact when their backpack was recovered on their tour boat. Like, how does that happen? How does that happen? Unfortunately, the two were never found again. And, um, yeah, it makes for a very grim watch. But if you're into sharks, if you're into survival horror, uh, Open Water 2003, it's where it's at. That is going to be kicking off our summer horror series. Now, number 14, moving right along, 2008's The Ruins is actually based on a book of the same name and follows a group of American tourists as they get lit in Mexico and eventually become stranded on an ancient Mayan temple. You know, as one does. Things 
quickly go downhill, and man, do they get bloody. This movie is not for the squeamish. There's some really effective body horror sequences that are just gnarly and cannot be unseen. Um, And while there are some moments that are a bit hokey-pokey, over-the-top, a bit fantastical, um, just have fun with the movie. It's one of those movies that you can't take too seriously. Um, it's a total popcorn flick. You can scream and, and get squeamish whenever the, the body horror gore effects kick in, and then you could kind of just laugh at it when it kind of gets a little bit more silly. Um, if you want to check out The Ruins, you can catch it now on Paramount+. Plus. In number 13... It's a 2018 Canadian film called Summer of 84. Didn't actually come out in 84, but that's the aesthetic. Popularized by Stranger Things, the whole 80s group of kids up against the world. That's the vibe of Summer 84. It's got a bit of dark humor in it, and it follows a group of teen boys as they attempt to solve the murder of multiple teens in the area or are they just being abducted abducted and then murdered it's a mystery that they're on the case of they are doing their best to put the pieces of the puzzle together and uh it's a good time it's a good time this is a really good pick if you are into true crime especially or if you're a horror fan who um you know doesn't want to get too horrified this is more of a thriller Really, as is open water, um, I guess, and the ruins. These are relatively horror light, but it's the summertime. And I think a lot of these films bring to light the horror of adventuring out of your bubble, right? Whenever you're scuba diving in the ocean, you're out of your bubble. When you're traversing Mayan temples, it's definitely out of your bubble, Um, I think these films play on the idea that life is not what it typically is and some scary shit can go down whenever you break from that norm. Moving right along in our number 12 spot, we have 2017's 47 Meters Down, also taking place in Mexico. 47 Meters Down follows two sisters as they shark cage dive during a Mexican vacation And as if that wasn't already anxiety-inducing enough, their cage, the cable to the cage, breaks, sending them plummeting to the ocean floor, Um, passing CGI sharks and the like. And if you can get past the CGI sharks, it's actually a really tense, claustrophobic, anxiety-riddled experience. I had a lot of fun with this thriller, and it has Mandy Moore. And if you're a fan of 90s pop like I am, then you would appreciate that as much as I did. Um, I'm also just a sucker for shark horror. I think it's cool, and I love sharks. I don't believe that they're inherently evil, but it's fun to see them terrorize people on film. And so 47 Meters Down is one of many shark films on this list. In the 11th spot, we have 1987's The Lost Boys. If Summer of 84's manufactured 80s aesthetic just didn't do it for you, The Lost Boys is the real 
deal. We have sweaty saxophone solos and mullets. We have leather-clad teenage vampire gangs. This movie's got it all. Especially an amazing Oceanside aesthetic vibe environment. I don't know. The setting of this movie is fucking cool. It's set in Santa Monica. It features the Santa Monica boardwalk. And I don't know. I, I just remember that more than really anything else in the movie. I saw it when I was a kid. And I just remember the intro track of the movie really creeping me out. Um, my sister owned the soundtrack to this film. And that song, the thou shall not something i don't know it's really creepy um it's got like a a choir of of children like singing ominously it's a vibe the lost boys 1987 it's honestly a horror classic if you haven't seen it this summer is the perfect time to revisit it you can do so if you have hbo max or you can catch it for free on tubi All right, so moving right along to our top 10 summer horror picks. In the 10 spot, we've got yet another shark horror movie. This is a third so far on this list, and I'm talking about 2016's The Shallows. And honestly, Gossip Girl never looked so good. Blake Lively stars and really carries the weight of this film. The premise could not be more simple. A surfer gets stranded on a rock, and she is hunted by a great white shark. Um, that's about it. <laughs> not, I, I like, when I think back to this movie, because I've really only seen it once, when I think back to this movie, I'm like, did she just stay on the rock the whole time and, like, jump in the water and then swim back to the rock? Um... There has to be more going on here because I remember really liking this movie so much so that I bought it immediately. Um, But I remember specifically her performance really standing out. And like I said, I'm a sucker for shark horror. I love an evil shark. Um, This is a great watch for people who are new to the horror genre. Again, it's not super heavy on the horror. It's more just kind of like a survival thriller. Um... But if you want to take a break from vampires and serial killers, The Shallows is a fun time. You can invite your friends over and catch it on Voodoo. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's only available for rent. I couldn't find it streaming anywhere for free. So you got to rent it, but it's on Voodoo for $2.99. It's worth it. It's worth 3 bucks. Moving right along to the number nine spot, we have 1977's The Hills Have eyes and for extra credit you can do a double feature with the 2006 remake also fucking good but for different reasons the original is a classic Wes Craven it's about a family who is stranded when they're um, on an RV trip across the country and then these mutants that live in the area start hunting them because it's like a nuclear test site and it's very sweaty and dusty and pretty graphic too. Um, Something about the 70s, I mean, just what a time to be alive. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes. These films were inspired very much by 
kind of like the smut films of that era. And they make you feel uncomfortable because they don't feel like typical, glossy, sexy Hollywood movies. The actors, the characters, everyone seems like they need to take a shower. And that just kind of adds to the overall vibe of just like something's a little bit off with these. Um, There's one sequence in The Hills Have Eyes where it's nighttime and the family's in the camper and the dad like walk down the road to get some help. And it's really truly like scared me because it, it again didn't feel like I was watching a movie movie. It felt like I was watching like someone's, I don't know, home video of their vacation gone horribly, horribly awry. Totally recommend The Hills Have Eyes 1977. And if you want to turn things up a notch, you can revisit the 2006 remakes. Uh, I believe Alexander Aja directed it, and they really leaned into the early 2000s gory, bloody, extreme horror vibe. Um, The mutants in the remake are super grotesque. The effects are killer. And it's a good time. I honestly really enjoy both of these movies. And if you really want to be a rock star, the sequel to the 2006 remake is also pretty enjoyable. So check all three of those out. Moving right along to the number eight spot, we have another film out of Australia. This one is 2005's Wolf Creek. And like Open Water, Wolf Creek is also based on true events. Uh, Apparently, um, some tourists went missing when visiting Wolf Creek National Park. And this film is follows tourists who go missing uh, while visiting Wolf Creek National Park. Um, They, their car breaks down or won't start or something because like something about the energies of the, of the national park or like making their clock not work and like their car won't work. It's it's very troubling, but they think they're okay because a friendly local man helps, um, helps them, picks them up, gives them a ride and then kidnaps them and tries to kill them. Um, but it turns into like a really thrilling chase movie. Um, and if you know me, you know, I love a chase sequence. Um, I was raised on scream Scream 2, the Gale Weathers sound booth chase sequence is like, it it made an impression on my life in a a big way. Um, And Wolf Creek is essentially all about a chase, only it's in the desert. Um, It reminds me a lot of Joyride, which is not on this list, but I guess it could be because it's in the desert, it's super hot and sweaty and sticky and all of that just reminds me of summer and... So, yeah, you can add that as, like, an 8+. Wolf Creek, Joyride, great double feature right there. If you want to catch Wolf Creek, it's on Amazon Prime right now, and it's also streaming on Shudder. Moving right along to our number 7 spot, we're keeping it 70s, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 1974, and also 2003 because, I don't know about y'all, but I actually really liked the remake. Um... I saw it when I was like a freshman in high school with all my friends in the theater 
and it scared the shit out of me. Um, I haven't really revisited it as an adult, but I remember it being really intense and bloody. Um, and so in that way, it, it kind of stands on its own, um, doing something different than what the original did. If you compare it directly to the original, uh, it's a different type of movie. It's a different type of movie. Um, as I said with The Hills Have Eyes, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is essentially a smut film. You're watching really eccentric, out-of-the-box, colorful characters, um, and it's all a bit grimy and dirty and, and makes you feel kind of gross and queasy. But that's what makes it so unique. And unlike the remake, there is very little bloodshed. It's more just about the overall grotesque aesthetic of the killer family and, of course, the iconic Leatherface, who is based on notorious serial killer Ed Gein. And if you want to know more about Ed Gein, do some research on him because that man is a freak. Uh, if you want to catch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, both the original 74 film and the 2003 remake are available on Amazon Prime. In the number six spot, we have a film from 2019. Um, this one might be a little bit of a stretch in terms of it being a summer movie, but it's set in Santa Cruz, California, and it also features that boardwalk where they filmed The Lost Boys. So by that logic, it earns its number six spot on this list. Just a fucking good movie. I'm talking about Jordan Peele's Us. Us follows a uh, troubled woman and her family uh, who seems to be traumatized by her past, which comes back to bite her when she goes on a vacation um, during the summer to Santa Cruz, California. Um, this movie is full of imagination, and while it might feel a little bloated at times, it runs a little long, there's a lot going on, there's a lot to follow, and there's a lot of twists and turns, I appreciate when filmmakers have a vision and go for it, and it serves as a really uh, strong follow-up to Peel's Get Out, which is another really good movie. Not really horror, uh, not really summer horror, at least. Um, but I love us. I love us. Um, and you can catch it streaming on Netflix. All right, guys. So we have made it to our top five summer horror picks. This next one is like the summer horror movie. Um, but there's just a few that I personally have more fun with. That said, I would be remiss to leave... 1980s Friday the 13th off of our top summer list. This is a quintessential summer camp slasher film. It basically created that entire subgenre. And it's really fucking good. I actually enjoy Friday the 13th more than Halloween, um, despite it existing specifically because of Halloween. Um, I just am a sucker for the whole woods aesthetic, the summer camp. And I love the villain. Um, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie for some very weird reason, um, 
we don't really get Jason as he's known today. The whole uh, hockey mask mood is not yet established. And in fact, his mother, Betsy Palmer, as Miss Voorhees, uh, takes the role as this movie's villain. And she's just fucking gnarly and badass. And I love her. She's iconic. And she makes this whole film for me. So um, if you haven't revisited Friday the 13th in a while, this summer is the perfect time to do so. Grab some popcorn, get those tube socks, and uh, revisit the Friday that started it all. It's now streaming on Hulu. In the number four spot, I really wanted to make this number one because I love this movie. It's like super nostalgic for me. Um, but I know that like technically it's not that great of a movie. Um, I mean, it, it's it's good, but I'm talking about 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? Um, as I spin around in a circle. I love I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, written by Kevin Williamson, he did Scream, he did Dawson's Creek, he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer has arguably the most iconic starring lineup in a slasher. We're talking Sarah Michelle Gellar, put some respect on that name, Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Phillippe, Jennifer Love Hewitt. We even have Anne Heche up in that mix. Um, I love, I know what you did last summer. It's a murder mystery. Some teens are trying to outrun their past. They're tormented by a deadly mistake that they made the previous summer. And the past comes back to hunt them. You can now watch this masterpiece on HBO Max. Honestly, it's worth getting the free trial of HBO Max. Just revisit I Know What You Did Last Summer and throw in the sequel. I still know what you did last summer. I think that still qualifies as a summer movie. Um, they go to like the Bahamas or something. It's very, very summertime vibes. Um, number three, top three. Are you ready, guys? This is a really, really polarizing film, but it fucking has summer in the name. I'm talking about 2019's Mid Midsummer or Mid Midsummer. I refuse to call it Midsommar, but that's how it's spelled. Um, Midsommar is about a group of friends. They go to Sweden to celebrate the Midsommar Festival, basically kicking off summer. Um, but maybe don't go to Europe when your relationship is in shambles and you're dating a tool. Um, this film stir serves as a cautionary tale uh, to just break up with the douche boyfriend that you're on the fence about um, and tells you what happens if you don't. Um, the horror in this film is fairly spaced out. This is a this is a slow burn and it's like two and a half hours long. So I wouldn't say that this is a real good party movie. Um, this movie's better when you're kind of wanting to feel your feels maybe like you were gonna go to a summer barbecue and then like I don't know like it got canceled um and then you just want to stay in and cry then you can watch Midsommar um I really enjoy the bits of this film that aren't horror specifically how it explores a dying relationship um the toxic personalities that um, 
are part of that relationship. I just think it's a really poignant and interesting uh, look at that situation and the performances. Florence Pugh, I mean, come on. Give the girl an Oscar. What are we doing? Uh, you can watch Midsommar uh, on your next flight to Sweden on Amazon Prime. Number two. This film is like most people's number one. It's fucking good. It's real, real good. It's real good. I'm talking about 1975's Jaws. Um, this movie basically changed beach culture forever. It It is summer horror. Um... It's not just a big deal in the horror community. It's a big deal just in, like, the film film world, the cinema. Um, it was a moment. It was a moment. Not just because technically it's a beautiful film to watch, but um, also the performances and, and really just kind of the, the way that it explores the characters in the film, their hubris, the way that they respond to this sort of David and Goliath style face off it's mesmerizing it's beautiful and i love 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 the environment the world the town of amity i feel like i want to watch this movie when it's like a summer storm outside and it's kind of drizzling and i'm like cozy in my in my in my apartment with this old classic movie 1975 jaws i don't know what else to say about it there is tons of like really smart film analysis on this movie because like I said it's a big deal um I feel wholly unqualified to uh critique that movie but I can enjoy it and you can too that's why it's number two on our list but the time has come we have made it to number one our top pick for summer horror uh if it's not Friday the 13th and it's definitely not the burning it's another camp slasher flick it even has camp in the title i'm talking about sleepaway camp from 1983 now sleepaway camp is like the movie for those who've seen it and if you haven't seen it you probably never heard of it it's kind of weird that way um it is about sleepaway camp massacre <laughs> um it's one of those movies that exists because of Friday the 13th um but I enjoy it more than Friday the 13th just because it takes that 80s oddballness that super kitschy campy weirdness and turns it up to like 13 this is a good movie to watch with a group of people at a at a party it's funny you can laugh at it um it's silly it's just a lot of fucking fun um if you haven't seen it go into it blind don't watch any trailers or anything because the climax of the film is sort of iconic this is another one that is somewhat polarizing because some people can really get into the zaniness of it and other people can just kind of think it's stupid um I'm here for the zany. I want the clown town. I want all of the weirdness. And Sleepaway Camp is just that weird 80s campy slasher that is so fun to revisit. And summertime is the perfect time to do it. So that's why we gave it the number one spot. And you can catch it streaming currently on Tubi.
So that's it, guys. That's uh, going to wrap up our top 15 summer horror picks, must-watches. Um, please tag us on Instagram, at Planet Spook, to let us know what movie you chose to watch from this list. Like, take a picture of it and then tag us and put it in your story. We'll put it in our story. It's a whole thing. Um, and don't forget to write to us on Instagram and let us know what you want to hear us talk about in the future. We will continue with our found footage series. I know we released one episode of that um, in a couple weeks, but until then, Lindsay and I have some really fun special episodes that we're going to release leading up to the continuation of found footage. So until next time, guys, Lindsay and I will catch you in the next realm. We'll catch you in the other realm. We'll catch you in the next round.